Hello and welcome, friends, to Journey to Grateful, a podcast designed to explore the many obstacles of living life after loss. I've created this show to help guide anyone who is newly experiencing loss, educate those who are unsure how to help someone who has, and I truly hope our stories embrace everyone who is currently living a life through the loss of someone special. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, a father and a widower. Now, saying that title, that truth, out loud often surprises me, even today. There are many who feel the same way and are willing to share their own stories in hopes of lending a helping hand. I'd like to begin by thanking my many contributors who you will come to know truly make this show possible. Sharing our experiences honestly will help to create a better understanding of the many aspects of loss. I hope these stories will become the foundation of your own journey to Grateful. Welcome to our community. I am so very thankful that you've decided to join us. Let's begin our journey together. So here I am, approaching the nine-month anniversary of the loss of my wife, Colleen. Now, After more than three years battling breast cancer, that cancer metastasized into brain tumors. We knew last year that our treatment options had been exhausted and engaged in in-home hospice, a priceless choice since we were at the beginning of the pandemic. So during this time, the amount of help, support, and visitors we benefited from was a wonderfully overwhelming surprise. Well, actually, to be truthful, not that much of a surprise. Uh, Colleen was loved by many because she had always shared her love with many. Now, offers of help had always been plentiful throughout her fight. In fact, a new meal train that had been revived after her second diagnosis took only a few hours to fill four entire months, with many people indicating they missed the opportunity to join in and offered to help in other ways. This is a good illustration of the common support we had often experienced. As we began our new normal of in-home hospice, there were random deliveries of gift cards and books and goodies for the kids and even a friend who, on her way to work some mornings, would occasionally drop off a Starbucks favorite of mine on our doorstep by 7.30 a.m., texting its arrival. Oftentimes, the simplest, sometimes most mundane things are just enough to provide us with the support we needed at the time. So asking for help during that time and immediately after our loss was quite easy and almost common to do as everyone wanted and everyone needed to help us in some way. But here's a side note. I'm not certain that our family and our friends fully understood, even to this day, how much they actually helped at that time. I think that subject actually is the making of another podcast for the future. I'll have to make note of it. As I said in the beginning, it's nearly nine months after our loss, and one of the many difficult things to do is to still ask for help. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, why? And I get it. It shouldn't be that difficult, but it actually is. While preparing to discuss this subject, I reflected on why is it so hard? And I believe it's actually a predetermined perception 
admittedly my own perception, that enough time has passed. Help shouldn't be needed. It's been nine months. Shouldn't we be okay? Well, not really. The detailed answer here is there is and should not be a time limit. And there, there's truly no end to it, period. Needing and asking for help should be timeless. It shouldn't have an expiration date. And I know our family and our friends are always there. And right now, while listening to this, they're nodding in agreement with the statement. In fact, any given day, I know, I truly, truly know, I could call, call no less than five people and say, I need help. Could you come over? And I'd have a line of cars in my driveway within 30 minutes or less. Now, let me tell you a quick story. Another true tale that will illustrate perfectly the type of support we've had. And may I point out very creative support. Spring 2020 last year, I didn't do the usual prepping of the yard because we were dealing with my wife's decline. Come May, and being in the Midwest, with the weather finally warming up, everything was growing, especially the weeds. I have to ha happen to have a conversation with a friend, and I mentioned how the weeds were having a field day in our front berm, as I wasn't able to leave my wife along for long periods of time to deal with it. Well, that Saturday morning, early, I let our dog out and soon noticed he was barking a bit more than usual. As I usually roll my eyes, I looked to my wife and I was like, someone must be walking down the street and he's protecting us. So as I glanced out our bedroom window, I found that same friend, her daughter, and another friend in our very weedy front berm pulling weeds. I immediately went out, scolding them as I did, and my friend simply put me in my place, saying, we want to help and we don't know how. This was something we could do. So here's my suggestion, my opinion, really, and it really comes directly from many friends and family over the course of my wife's battle with cancer. Let people help you in any way they can. And I would add, let them help for however long you need. Again, support for your loss, for your new normal, doesn't have an expiration date. So how do you ask for help after several months? First, understand that most people aren't sure how to reach out to you. So most likely, you will need to reach out to them. But know that they are hoping you do, because they too aren't quite sure how to handle this situation as well. For those of you listening who have friends whose grief you are trying to support, I can personally say that help doesn't need to be grand or an overwhelming difficult task. Many times it is absolutely the simplest things that I find the most helpful. I've mentioned a few here already, but as time moves forward, I've found that my needs have become a little different. Today, a simple conversation goes a very long way to comforting me. And it, it doesn't have to be about anything in particular, just a normal, everyday sort of conversation, one that is casual and, and which freely brings the person they've lost into the conversation if it's natural. But keep in mind, this is my experience. These are my needs. Now, I add a side note here. This may be a normal uh, in traditional situations, but also... Maybe emphasized by the year of living through the pandemic, 
that really has cut us off from the ability to interact with people freely. Either way, for me, part of what has become my counseling has been chatting with people. Admittedly, when I get the chance to chat, even if it's just via Zoom, I'm pretty aware that I can babble on and on. I suppose for friends and family, that's the part of them helping. Just listening, just being there. And believe me, it seems so cliche, but that is a priceless gift to us mourning the loss of someone. So how do I ask for help, you might ask? Well, if I'm being honest lately, I haven't as much as I should. It's been difficult for me to put into words what I need. I suppose until now, with this very subject coming up, showing me, I guess I need to do better at asking for help. But the thing is, I don't need help in the traditional sense. I don't need my grass cut or my weeds pulled, someone to go to the store for me, for me or, or even help me with cleaning the house. But what I do need, and what I suspect those going through loss often need, is just someone to listen, served with a slice of normal. So if I may ask, do me a favor. If you have someone you know who's living with loss, no matter for how long, reach out to them. Call them, text. It doesn't matter how you reach out, but just reach. Texts for me are ideal. They offer me the ability to respond on my own time. But they also do one thing for me when I receive them. They warm my heart each and every time. I truly hunger for gatherings again as we come closer to seeing the possibility for something more normal because of this darn pandemic. And, and I'm sure everyone is. But for me, I'd suggest it's a bit more intense. You see, I work from home. I don't have my best friend to grab coffee with to ease the workday. I can't take a break after a Zoom meeting and bounce ideas or vent to anyone because they simply aren't here. Not even a phone call away. A friend in a bereavement group actually puts it best. Mornings and nights for him just suck. That dull, droning realization of your loss is there to greet you when you awake and it's there to remind you of your emptiness when you're all alone at night. The day can more easily be filled with stuff, with errands and appointments and responsibilities, more distractions. But being alone with your thoughts just sucks sometimes. So let's all help to find a reason, a way to fill those moments we dread. Help a friend by just simply reaching out. Fill those moments with something, anything that's normal, and I promise you they will appreciate it. But also, as someone who is living loss, dig deep and ask for help. Ask for a conversation, for a voice to listen to, or a moment to look forward to. Your support system, those who, whose lives were touched by your person who has passed, they are still there. And I'm confident they are there when you need them. So let me and let them know you need them. It's okay. I'd like to take some time now to thank you. Thank you so much for listening. 
And I ask for you to share this podcast with a friend, with family members, rate and review it so that others will find it where they find their podcast today. And take a look at our website if you can. It's journeytograteful.com. Over at our website, we have contributors who are hard at work writing their story, sharing their experiences, to share with our community, and to show us all we're not in this alone. And that brings me to this community, which I can't wait to watch grow. As you may know, if you've been to the website or have listened to any previous episodes, we're a Disney family. And today, I believe I've located the perfect inspiration to leave you with today. Piglet noticed that even though he had a very small heart, it could hold a rather large amount of gratitude. And today, I am grateful. I am grateful for you. I'm grateful for our community. And I'm grateful for the stories that we can share. Thank you again for stopping by. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.